Hello everyone around the world. This is Lucky and John with our special guest Elena. It's episode 20. Dance. Welcome everyone to another Art of Ministry podcast. Um, it is fantastic to be to be back for this one. Um, and I really want to welcome our amazing guest uh, Elena Frost today who is coming along. Um, we've talked about a whole bunch of different sort of art spaces and how they intersect with, uh, you know, faith and uh, Christianity and the gospel. Uh, we've talked about drama. We've talked about writing. We've talked about puppetry. We've talked about music. But something we've never really dug into in any great depth is dance. Mm. Um, and when we were talking about that one, uh, the first name that came to my head was uh, actually Elena. So I was delighted that uh, you were willing to come and join us, Lainey. Um, so um, I guess... The first question to kick off with, you are involved in something that a few people around, particularly the Adelaide Traps, have heard of. Um, it's been around for a few years now. Um, uh, you're involved with something called 150 Dance. Now, can you tell us in 50 words or more, um, <laughs> what is what is 150 Dance and, and why are you involved? <laughs> Well, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be able to talk about, um, I guess, the intersection of dance and um, and faith. Mm. Um, One Fifty Dance is pretty special on a very superficial level. It really is just a dance school, um, but it's so much more than that. Um, and in some ways, its own story is part of how you describe what it is. But um, it's a dance school that teaches young people from, you know, two, three years old up to young adults, um, hip-hop um, primarily. Um, we teach just general regular classes, you know, if someone wants to come week to week and just take a class, do a couple of concerts a year, um, and in that way it looks like, you know, a regular dance school. Um, but we also have some pretty special things like, for example, we have a discipleship team. So we have a bunch of girls who are in high school. They come along and meet an, an extra time a week and they get to not only do more dance but talk about some of the, the big issues in life um, and particularly from a Christian perspective. So um, that's, I guess, one element that makes 150 Dance uh, perhaps different from many other dance schools out there. Um, and because um, the founders of 150 have basis on Christian values um, and have that as sort of the central core of um, what 150 has been built on, um, a lot of the way that we um, run 150 is about ensuring that the lyrics that we use in songs, the kind of moves that we do, the kind of costumes that we choose are all things that are empowering to young people um, are things that we think are positive and healthy for young people and it's quite a different, um, it's very different from what you see in the regular dance industry, which is mm. quite sexualised um, and isn't necessarily something that is always healthy for young people. Um, so I guess there's that element of what 150 is. Um, we have missions teams. Um, one group has just come back from LA. Um, so every generally every three or four years, but with COVID it was a bit longer take a group over um, and they volunteer at something called the Dream Centre, which is an outreach uh, in LA in an old hospital. They do a lot of um, work with people who have been homeless 
Um, they might come and spend a whole year there being rehabilitated, um, gaining some new life skills. Uh, and then, yeah, our team, along with many other mission teams, will come in and help with their food trucks um, and yeah, just volunteer wherever is needed, wow. um, as well as doing a week of um, just dance classes in LA at some of the best studios in the world. So, um, you know, that's some of what we do. I could continue on for a while, but, you know, you can ask more questions as we go. <laughs> mm, yeah. That sounds like there's some re really fantastic opportunities. Like, you know, when you say at some level it's just a dance school, it's like I, I, it sounds like you're doing stuff that not every dance school gets to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if you're not including the, the sort of faith side of it. So, mm. yeah. And it's interesting. I'm going to sneak in a question which um, we didn't didn't warn you about, but you, you've, you've said that you, you absolutely love to talk about um, Dance 150, so yeah. you're happy for us to sort of throw your girly ones. Mm -hmm. I've, I found you, you sort of talk about some of the things, the, the way you choose the music you do and the fact that it's mm -hmm. sort of a little bit contrasting to a lot of the stuff that's out there because it's not sexualised and things. I found sometimes when you do things like that and, and uh, the, the radio station we have here in Adelaide um, uh called Life mm -hmm. FM at different times, um, and uh, some of the stuff we've done with Beach Mission, um, you get this interesting thing sometimes that you'll get people who have no particular investment in anything Christian um, who are keen to sort of be involved or particularly have their kids involved with this thing because they feel like this is a safe place, like even mm. if they're not. Is that something you get at 150 Dance? You get people yeah. getting involved that are, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, yeah, you'll find that, yes, there are a number of Christian families that find that it's a really um, positive place for their young people um, because they have those shared values. Mm. But also there are people who have either been to other dance schools or just have come along and seen what we're on about and gone, I really like the culture here. Mm. I like how, um, yeah, safe my children are. Um, and they stick around for that reason. So. Yeah, I think in that way it's a lovely environment in that um, it's not a little kind of Christian enclave. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. you know, representative of a larger community. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Well, so how did this get started? Like at some point someone had to have uh, sort of sat down and made the decision of saying, yes, I, I love dance, but what I actually want to do is start a dance school. So yeah. where where did 150 dance come from? Uh, like where what was the initial thinking? Why why was the decision made to to kick this off and how did it get started? Yeah. Uh so well in year 2000 we had our 20th anniversary so I guess we're up to 24 years now. Wow. Um so back in 2000 um, you mean you mean 2020 you had your 20th anniversary? What did I just say? Yeah, you said in the year 2000, I'm like, you're 42 years old. 2020, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <edit> that. <laughs> in 2020, uh, we had our 20th anniversary. So, um, yes, around 24 years at the end of this year. And back when they were teenagers, um, the two directors um, were still just, you know, finishing off high school really and they had oh. a passion for dance, they had a passion for young people and they had a passion for Jesus. Mm. And they talked a lot about um, wanting to combine those things to the point where one of the mentors in their life said, look, I'm sick of hearing you talk about this. Just do it. 
Um, <laughs> and so they did. They hired a hall, I think, in Tonsley, and they had five young people show up to the first week. Um, and so they started teaching these classes, and, you know, that was obviously 2000. And at this point, well, I think some of the latest stats we're probably interacting with at least, you know, on average 700 young people per week. So that's oh, nice. pretty great from, you know, five kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. How 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 old when they were they when they kicked this off? So they're oh, so in twen in two thousand they would have been like nineteen and eighteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fascinating for both anyone who's sort of coming up with creative ideas themselves, uh, or or also if you're like a mentor for someone like that who just has this mm-hmm. idea that they keep rattling around to say no, encourage them, support them, help them to think about it, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you never know where it might end, you know, because there's an example there of someone who just sort of said, yeah, give it a try and just see what happens. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's it's incredible really to have seen it. You know, I only came on board, uh, I think I joined in 2005, um, so it was already, you know, had been around for a few years at that point and to see, you know, what it had been and what it has become is really exciting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tell us a little bit about your own journey with dance. Like when did it start and what excited you about dance to begin with? Um, So the story goes, because I don't remember it, but um, my mum took me to the Australian Ballet when I was two or three years old and I was so excited by it that, you know, I begged her every day for a year to start ballet lessons. Wow. uh, And then did. Um, Yeah, I did that for over 10 years. And then lots of different kind of bits and pieces of dance um, between then and um, 20, what is it, 25, no, yeah, oh, 2005. 2005 is when I joined 150. So, um, yeah, it's just always been a passion of mine. I love how I feel when I dance. I love to be able to move to music. Um, I just love the relationships with the people that I dance with as well, just the community. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's just always been a part of who I am. Um, so it's pretty amazing that it's something I can also use um, alongside my faith and and as a form of worship. Is a just just thinking about that from ballet. Is it is ballet help you branch into different forms mm-hmm. of dance? Will that assist you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I think the kind of core strength. The um, yeah musicality, uh, all sorts of, you know, 150 is a hip-hop organisation, so that's, you know, quite a departure from ballet. But, uh, yeah, I certainly know that a lot of what I picked up and learned along the way, um, counting and beats and uh, just knowledge of your own body and your proprioception, um, yeah, all of those things are, you know, key to any type of dance. So um, even though the forms are different, yeah. Yeah, the equivalent good. of those, like you sometimes get those classically trained musicians that end up going into contemporary and starting the Cat Empire or something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating how people can, you know, one form of dance will, will go, oh, I, I understand this other form or it gives me an advantage because of perhaps your poise or your balance or whatever it might be. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. You have to unlearn some things going from ballet to hip hop, but um, you know you go from turned out to turned in and up straight to leading down and 
all that sort yeah. of stuff. You know, you learn. Oh, it's amazing. Well, I actually did a little bit of uh, biblical reading before today, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was quite recently we looked at this verse, but I've always found it a fascinating verse about David when he dances. So I'm just going to read a little bit out of that. So in 2 Samuel six fourteen to 22, we read three times, David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. Speaking to Michal, who was criticizing him, David himself says, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. So what... Yeah, I'd love to hear what you think about uh, the significance of dancing before the Lord, which sounds like just an amazing, wonderful thing, and also the element of celebration in that. Yeah, and I think it really is a form of of joy and a form of praise. Um, And I think from my perspective, having danced, you can dance in different ways, and so you can dance just as a performance or as something you enjoy. but I think you come at worshipful dance in a very different mindset and it almost is like you're praying while you're moving. Um, And so I guess, you know, the attitude of your heart is going to be quite different to if you're just performing because, you know, David there, his focus is on the Lord, um, not on necessarily the people watching him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it is all about the attitude of his heart. Yes. um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a very good point. I was um I was just thinking of a verse, I can't think of the exact words, but it was that verse which talks about whatever you do, do it as though you were serving the Lord. I can't think of the the particular passage, but uh I always think that's such a good guide as well in terms of um it's a wonderful thing to to be dancing for the Lord. What a what a privilege and amazing thing. Um I have to ask you what the most challenging parts of dance are because it's funny. We talked about live performance a little bit not long ago, mm. but also knowing about rehearsals, Dave McGilvray in drama talked a lot about the whole rehearsal process, which Lockie would know mm-hmm. a lot more about than I would, uh, and uh, the element of there's the rehearsals and then there's the show itself. If you mm. had to pick which is the most challenging process overall, do you do you find it's easier to do the whole rehearsal thing or do you find that's more challenging um, than actually getting up on stage in front of the audience and going, yeah. well, here it is, let's go? Uh, it depends. So mm. I think I think there are challenging things about the rehearsal process because particularly with dance and it, when you're doing high-level routines um, and kind of in, I guess, you know, some of the teams I'm in are, we're competing um, in open divisions, you know, with the potential to go to world championships and things like that. So um, you're doing quite hard things that take some time you have to really pour in and but you know I'm an older dancer compared to most of the people I dance with and so it takes me longer to pick up Cory um and I have to be kind to myself in those spaces and go it's all right you know my brain's probably slightly slower these days and my body takes a bit longer so I you know I find that side of things challenging just, Elaine, just quickly there for the for those at home who um, don't know dance, I assume that's choreography. Choreography, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dance speak. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So that that can be challenging. And then by the time you get to performance, theoretically, <laughs> you should have that so um, naturally just 
ready to go that you've practiced it so many times that you can just do it at the drop of a hat and it's not um, as stressful. However, if it's a a competition, for example, that you're then doing, there's that added extra level of stress that, you know, you don't want to let your team down and, you know, you're hoping that you're going to do well in that space. And so, you know, there's more pressure on the day. um, But I think the, the hard work comes in the rehearsal space. I was just thinking, I reckon dancing would keep your brain young as well. I was—I I remember hearing, you know, Dick Van Dyke, I think he was in mm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and, you know, yeah. he's still dancing in his 90s. I think he might be 96 or something now. It's extraordinary. Mm. So there's probably something to be said for the mental agility that you, you keep because mm. of something like dance because you're always focusing on on movement and your brain is constantly on the go. So Yeah. Probably not that bad for you physically either. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just in terms, I'm actually like, I'll throw one uh, question in again. That's uh, not one that we'd quite prepped, but you did mention they're going to the comps. Um, how do you find interacting with some of the other dance schools and things like that? Do they know the sort of slightly different focus you guys have? Is there a, um, like, how how are you perceived among the dance sort of school community? Yeah, we've got a pretty good relationship with a lot of dance schools because we try to bring a presence of encouragement and love, um, and so we cheer for everyone else, and we we bring we bring that culture with us. So I think that helps one sort of sets us apart in some ways. Not to say that other dance schools don't do that; they do, um, but you know we go out of our way to make sure that we have that. Um, that culture and that attitude when we go into those spaces. Um, and I think often our costuming and our music choice kind of speaks for itself too because it becomes quite clear what we're on about. Um, one of the coolest moments that I can remember is from about 2015, we were competing uh, at the nationals or national championships or even there was some kind of a special event um, and they were broadcasting it uh, into um but sort of live on some big screens in the heart of Melbourne. And we were wearing tops that um, had a Bible verse on them. Yeah. And so we knew that, you know, what we were doing, we were dancing and, and this verse was just sitting there for everyone to watch in, you know, in the big screens in the middle of Melbourne, which was just, yeah, crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think, you know, people will start to know what we're on about when we're very obviously um, representing yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That probably leads rather nicely into my my next question. In that, one of the things it's always interesting when we have different people um, uh, coming on and talking about their different areas. You, you quite often get this sort of tension where, um, a, like, a Christian artist will figure out where they fit into things. Where sometimes you'll get people who are who have creative gifts and will basically say, "I'm figuring out how I can use this." for the church, like how I can do drama or mm. in a Christian context or something or how I can write Christian books or things. Yeah. And sometimes you get people who will go, who will end up on the other um, end of things and basically say, I am I am just using my gifts in the creative space, like the quite often the creative secular space, and I am just basically using those gifts as my doorway into that space and I'm being myself mm. but I'm just doing what they're doing. And and sometimes you'll get people who who walk the spectrum between that sort of have elements of each. Um, where 
where would you think um, in one one level one fifty, but also you yourself? Mm. Um, where where do you find yourself walking that line? Like where is that something you you sort of find yourself on both side of, or is there one way you lean, or you know, do you, do you think the whole idea is a bit silly? Or you know? yeah, look, I think I think we do both because I think um, you know we go from a space where you know I'm helping to organise a discipleship team every week where, you know, a lot of our aim is to help support, you know, young women in their kind of faith journey or exploration of faith. And that's mm. very, um, you know, I guess it has somewhat of a evangelistic focus um, and and we're doing things like going to churches and, um, and sharing in church situations and you know preaching and you know all that sort of stuff so we you know we we do things that are very in-house in terms of you know within the church um but then you know obviously we're also going into these competitions that are completely secular um and we're um often going into schools and running workshops where it's just you know they're part of their normal PE program or their performing arts program and they're not employing us because we have a Christian focus just because we're good dance teachers. So, you know, I think we, depending on what's needed, um, we go both sides, you know, I think we're pretty um, adept at um, kind of going where the need is. I thought you, you, affect, you pretty much work the full spectrum. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, it's a, a broader question. Um, We've discussed a few times on the show that um, you get different perceptions of the arts within the church and there's people who kind of just don't feel comfortable with creative things in the church space and there's people mm -hmm. who just want want them to be the same. Yeah, you know, kind of um, And quite often uh, what I've encountered, and I imagine a lot of people have as well, is people who will have this attitude that, like, I'm happy for it to be there but... As far as I'm concerned, it's just another way to get words in people's minds. So, you know, the the music is basically just another way to get people to remember, you know, Bible verses or, um, you know, drama is just a way to highlight something in the that you're going to do in the talk or something like that. Um, and it's sort of I think that's a way that some people feel comfortable with the arts within the church space. Yeah. But on, on that level, it almost seems like, dance is a bit of dead weight because you don't really have a a word component what where do you stand on that if someone was you know thinking that way where, what what to you is the the value of dance in yeah. gospel and faith terms I mean there's two different parts to that for me there's the yes these days a lot of what we are doing is actually dancing to some um, lyrics that we would then use to, um, you know, draw upon to then speak a message afterwards. Mm. So we kind of, there's a way of combining the two, which, you know, kind of is what you're saying that, you know, if that's mm. the strength is that the words um, that you can then, you know, speak into people's lives with. Um, but, and I've seen it most recently last year, um, we had a, a night where we had a lot of soloists come and perform uh, and we put all sorts of things on stage. But um, something that really struck me is um, one of my friends who just is such a faithful follower of Jesus and she got up on the stage and she danced with such joy for God 
that you could not help but see it in her and mm-hmm. and want to praise God with her while she danced. And that was, yes, maybe part of what um, the lyrics were saying, but actually it was just what was what her body was doing, the look on her face, um, someone who was genuinely praising God and how much that was pointing to his character. Um, it was a sight to behold. So I think in terms of what dance can bring that's not just about the words, is actually that um, visual representation of worship um, that can be really powerful. It's interesting. Like in some ways it has parallels with someone who will do Christian art because you, mm. you know, you're, you're working wordlessly but you just have movement with it. And it's kind of, kind of funny. I asked the question before but like one of the things I remember um, we, I used to do these camps called Mad Camp, so music, art, dance, drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always interesting because we'd always have lots and lots of recruits for music and drama. Um, and sometimes it's it sort of mixed with art in terms of who was doing art and not. And dance always had this tiny cohort. Um, it was generally the same, like, two or three, maybe four kids um, every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people sort of thought it was the oddball of, the, of that. But they, we always finished with a concert um, at the end where we got to show parents and families what their kids not just what they'd learned on camp and what they'd done, but also what they were capable of and what these gifts yeah. could do. Yeah. Um, and I, I can still remember there was a few, throughout the years I did them, there was a few standout acts that were just spine-chilling. Um, and a number of times it was the dance crew that were were mm. heading there. I can, I can particularly remember one item they did where all the parents, everyone worked, walked in and all the kids were just standing frozen as statues with masks on not moving, not responding to anyone. And then when everyone had sat down and they'd been there for like 10 minutes, the music started and then just everyone starts moving all together and you, you just see people going, <laughs> and it was this sort of incredible thing about, you know, yeah. that everyone starts off moving robotically and then the dance troupe started breaking the movements and ah. moving more freely and then they started trying to get the others to do it as well. Um, and the others were not quite, you know, they were snapping back into their old positions, but there was just this incredible message that had no words with it, just about the thing of we have been set free and we're trying to do the same for others. And it was just utterly memorable, but there was absolutely yeah. no words, no explicit, like, I'm going to stand up and talk about, you know, um, John 3.16 now. But, you know, <laughs> it was really, really moving and very, very easy to sort of talk about gospel things from there, yeah. And I think sometimes we have to remember that people learn differently and it's often that we, you know, presume that the best way of someone to learn about the gospel is through through words or through, you know, being preached at or spoken at, but, you know, we all learn differently and I think it's important to sometimes cater for people who that's not necessarily their number one way to learn. Um, And so if a... If a dance can do that or if some art can do that, then I think that's, yeah, really powerful and inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm big into hip-hop myself, so, like, I, I used to listen to it through high school and through uni as well. I used to listen to a Christian rapper called Notaverbs. He's not that well-known, but he was really old school and and he yeah. was fantastic about sharing the gospel and stuff and mm he really walked the talk about, um, you know, evangelism and, and uh, you know, 
walking in in the footsteps of Jesus sort of thing. It was it was amazing. So he uh, was he had a huge impact on me, and I I still think at the time I think you know the Lord used that you know in such a strong way. It was is a very different way of sharing the gospel, but. Uh, I'm still into hip hop now, um, and yeah, he, he's still making stuff. And I just think, yeah, like that's that's going to reach people. So yeah, mm. yeah. So Elena, I had a question for you about uh, performance. This might be about your own performance or your own group's performance. Is there a dance show or event that you think is particularly good about sharing about Jesus? It might be one that you've created or it might be one that's established that's been used. Is there one in particular you think is particularly strong about sharing the gospel? The one that came to mind is actually something that it's not something I've personally done, um, but it's something that I've seen parts of and the parts of that I saw are incredible. It's, it goes for like an hour and a half, so you have to really sit down and, and watch the whole thing. But um a few years back, Hillsong London did a epic Easter story uh, and using hip-hop dance, using um, all sorts of visual effects and drama and, you know, the whole was a huge production. Um, and I thought that was, yeah, in terms of using the arts to portray the gospel, yeah. a very cool representation. So I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but that's... um you know, obviously a really long version of the story. Um, wow. But yeah, did that, did that, did that ever did that ever come here at all or was that just a London thing? No, I think just a London thing, but you can see it online. So um, oh. if you go to Hillsong London's Facebook page, I think you can still watch the whole thing. Um, yeah, so have a look, see what you think. It's um, yeah. it's not, uh, it's, in, it's set in a modern kind of way so it's not going to look like the time of Jesus but still telling that that same story so um, wow. that's an op- one no, way does, of yeah does it have words do, does it have is it like a musical in a sense does it have words do people speak or is it all expressive dance uh no it does just parts of it yeah right wow ah it's amazing like uh Sometimes you see things like this and you go, oh, we need to see more of that. We need mm. something like this to happen. I, I'm not sure what it would be, but that's a really good example. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any any examples of things that I've been involved in, but often often it's more been, you know, if you've found a particular song that really speaks to the gospel message and then dancing to that Um that tends to be one particularly, I think, strong way of using dance to share the message. Yeah. Um, you just have to choose your songs really carefully and um, I think that's, yeah, it's something I actually really enjoy doing. Um, I'm doing some work in schools this year um, and really looking forward to actually using dance as a way to to share Jesus' story. So wish me luck. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish there was more of that around when when I was at school. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. because you remember that stuff. Um, I think mm. I shared once before that Audio Adrenaline came to our school. Like, who they're still big in the Christian music world, yeah. but everyone remembered. Like, that was really significant. Like, they were they were pretty top tier Christian band at that time, and mm. they came to our little public high school and just 
enormous speakers that just like blew the roof off. It was fantastic. Yeah. There was um oh, yeah. there was a dance crew back in the day um who used to be fairly well known, particularly in the Eastern States, um, but they would perform um I don't know if you've heard of Black Stump Festival. It's a mm. while back. Uh, it was a you know Eastern States um yeah, quite creative bands, mm. dance, that sort of stuff. Um a group called Psalms. And they kind of I think merged and morphed into Justice Crew. Oh yeah. Called- Yep. Of course. Yes. So, you know, they had a way of dancing and sharing that was really powerful. Yes. Um, so we got to, yeah, we danced at Black Stump, Black Stump ourselves yeah. um, and got to kind of be immersed in that environment for a while, which was really cool. Because they kind mm. of branched out again, didn't they, into music just a little bit? Yeah, so I think they kind of more became, I guess, a bit of a boy band. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what happened to them after that. Maybe they're still around, I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, I think initially they were more a Christian dance group than anything. There was actually, <laughs> funnily enough, there was a guy performing at Heart Song Festival this year. So I do, I did a DJ set, and the guy yeah. that was after me, or it might have been two after me, had a bunch of guys behind him doing choreographed dance while he did like trap style hip hop. It was the most memorable act for me. Like you know, obviously I'm not rating like who was better or anything like that yeah, but yeah. Mem- memorable highly mm. memorable it was because it was like who else has got a crew <laughs> where's yeah. my crew yeah <laughs> this guy was like <laughs> mc hammer style he had like the dancers and stuff and they were well choreographed mm. uh and no one else had that he had his own thing mm. going and it was really good. I have a feeling he might do school stuff as well. So, yeah. There's been some pretty great even Adelaide-based hip-hop groups. Um, there's a group mm. called Guidance Crew that have been around for a while. Um, I'm not sure if they're together anymore. I think they might have, mm. you know, as we all grow up and, <laughs> you know, other things happen in our lives. Um, but, yes, yeah, so there's been there's been a few pretty great Christian crews around. Uh, would um, that form a good a basis good- for a dance, like to one of their songs? Oh yeah, I I'm trying to think, think back. There's, I mean, there's so much stuff out there that yeah. you know depends a bit on um, what you're looking, what kind of message you're looking to, to yeah. share. Really. Yeah. So um, yeah. Oh, there's so many possibilities. So many possibilities. Yeah. Mm. I was just going to share about a, a inspirational dance group that um, probably were the catalyst for 150 ending up doing um, more sort of school seminars and work in schools. Um, many years ago, a group called the Nubian Gents from New York came out um, and we ended up hosting them. And they are an African-American step dance team. Yeah. And they're incredible. Um, and they dance and they share God stories and, um, yeah, just really real. And so, you know, we toured around Adelaide with them. And had an amazing time just seeing their ministry and what they did. And it kind of felt like it gave us permission to then do the same thing in our own way. Obviously, we are not step dancers, but we have learned a bit of that style. And if you want to find out more about step dance, I you know, encourage you to look it up. Um, but we then had the opportunity to, when we went to New York the first time uh, on our LA New York trip, we got to stay with them and go into some of their schools uh, and experience what it was like to go into New York schools uh, wow. and dance with this amazing step team uh, who had an incredible ministry. 
Um, and to this day, we're kind of known as one of the only dance schools in Adelaide that actually knows how to step because it's such a unique style. Um, but, you wow. know, we owe that to the Nubian gents um, who, who came and taught us many years ago. Mm. It's very cool. That may well answer the question I was going to ask, but one of the, I was going to ask is just off the back of what you're saying about the justice crew and things. Do you is there anyone of on your um, your wish list of like who you'd like to spend time with dance crew wise in terms of if you if you were doing something internationally with your with your group and things like that and and you ended up mm. sharing a group. Not a change room because I know dance involves lots of costume yeah. stuff. But yeah, if you if you had a, an adjacent green room with one other group, you know, is there is there a wish list of I wish we could hang out with? You know, it's it's not even an international group that is the first one that comes to mind. It's actually a group from um, regional South Australia called the Dusty Feet Mob, um, who <laughs> I would really love to meet because I haven't. Um, but they're an indigenous group who are dancers. Oh. Uh, and I would love, and you know, the um, you know Christian group who um, at times will come to Adelaide and share things, but I haven't had an opportunity to see them yet, and I'd really love to. Um, and yeah, definitely love to collaborate at some point. Um, you know, very different styles and very different um, backgrounds, but I just really value what they're doing. Um, so yeah, that would be a pretty cool opportunity. Um, yeah, and otherwise, I'm not sure. No one really stands out. You know, we've loved obviously working with the Nubian gents, and they have a, a there's a girls group as well called the Feminine Fire, um, and we just you know we've loved working with them in the past. Um, it's been a number of years since they've come to Adelaide, so um, yeah, if they ever did again, it would be a joy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose one question to sort of um, you know wrap it up for for the night is. It's getting on towards nine. Um, where would you like to see Dance One Fifty end up in twenty five years? Like, what's what's the mm. ideal future in terms of your thinking of where it goes? In terms of um, wh- who's involved? In terms of how you know how it's grown? What new things you're doing? Where would you love to see One Fifty end up? Mm. Oh, look, we we regularly dream into this mm-hmm. space and not necessarily 25 years ahead but you know five years ahead or you know you know we do that whole you know in a year's time in two years time in five years time mm-hmm. um I think and you know, sometimes our dreams are really big like oh, it'd be great to have a, a tour bus and do more international tours um you know, those sort of things that that sound really fun um but I think really the heart is to continue to see young people impacted um and whether that is just sowing a seed of love of God in their life or whether that is, you know, someone who comes to faith. Um, seeing that reach widen and broaden to more to be accessible to more young people um, is something that I'm, you know, passionate to see. Mm-hmm. We uh, just last year launched something called the 150 Public Fund um, and that means that people can give tax-deductible donations to the public fund um, so that people who wouldn't normally be able to access dance because it can be expensive um, have the ability to to come to our classes. Um, and so to see that grow so that we actually have enough funds in there, maybe, you know, we've always wanted to offer our discipleship team for free um, and 
for every young person to be able to have access to that would be incredible. So, you know, that's a bit of a dream. Um, And, yeah, continuing to broaden our clubs so that there's uh, more opportunity for different areas because we're not, you know, at the moment we're, you know, there's a few north and a few south and a few a bit central in the hills, but, you know, there's plenty of areas where we're still, um, you know, we always wanted to have, you know, a, a 150 club within 20 minutes of everyone in Adelaide. Um, so, you know, things like that. But I think just continuing to hold fast to um, what is central to 150 because um, it's, you know, it's quite easy to, um, I guess, get distracted by the kind of shining lights of um, anything in performance. Um, and so, you know, I would hope that we would continue the culture that we've been known for um, and along the way give young people the opportunity to hear about Jesus. Mm. Fantastic. Well, can Lockie and I pray for you and the team, the, the yeah. crew at, uh, uh, yeah, the dance place that uh, is doing so much, uh, and uh, we'd love to um, share that with you and, and pray for everyone at 150. So can we pray for you now? Just just yeah. before we just before we do, John, um, yeah. if people are wanting to hear more about Dance 150, what's the easiest mm-hmm. place to find you? We're on all the socials, so you can look us up on um, Insta or Facebook. Uh, I think we have a TikTok account now. Uh, yeah. But uh, our website is one50.com, so that's the best place yeah. if you're interested in signing up um, and looking at our classes and on offer. That's the word one and the number 50. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. Yeah, TikTok's definitely got that dance thing happening, so that's mm. it's good. It's probably a good place for you to to put stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's let's yeah, let's pray for yeah. for you and uh, 150 and uh, uh we we just thank you so much for your time here and we've had so much fun. And we've learned a lot too. I say that's a great thing. <laughs> uh let's pray. Thank you so much for Elena. Thank you, Father. Thank you for uh everything she's doing. Thank you for the wonderful opportunities. Uh, that 150 has. Uh, we thank you, Father, for all the, the young people there. We, we pray, Father, that they grow in you and those who haven't heard about you or, and don't know you, Father, we, we pray that they come to know you. And, Father, we pray for lots of opportunities and new linkages with new groups so that uh, this this crew of of talented young people and and older ones as well uh, can continue to share the gospel of your son Jesus and and, and also uh, have more opportunities to express that love for you through the wonderful uh, medium of darts and we pray all these things in your son's precious name, Amen. Amen. If you're interested in 150 Dance, go to one50.com. That's one50.com. You can even email 150 Dance on D-A-N-C-E, that's dance, at one50.com. 150 Dance has a vision to empower young people through dance, and they've actually got a public fund happening at the moment. So if you want to support them financially in this wonderful ministry, then all you have to do is go to www.one50.com forward slash public fund. That's www.one50.com forward slash public fund. 
This helps young people to be part of a community that welcomes them, move their body, be creative, feel encouraged to grow, leave stress at the door, have fun and laugh, and have something fun during the week to look forward to. It's been fantastic to be with you again. Have a great week. God bless. See you soon.